1: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Thursday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Elkan, and Dennis Dick with you this morning. It is one of those mornings. Trying to find some reason to be positive, but there isn't much reason to be positive out there. Every chart on the five-day looks kind of the same. It's down. It's down. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about how to know when you're wrong, conviction versus... um, the fluidity and flexibility. Uh, we can talk about uh, the, the psychological aspect of, of being right but early or wrong. How do you know the difference? What's the difference between being early and being and being wrong? Um, got some individual news to discuss. Uh, right Aid came out with some guidance. It was bad. Uh, we have some earnings on our radar. Chinese stocks are getting just smoked here this morning. Alibaba, Baidu, basically anything in China is getting, is getting hit hard overnight. We'll talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about all this with our guests as well. Buck Andrews, the co-founder of Inform. Today's show is also sponsored by Inform. Go to i n four dot info. The link is up on the screen at the bottom right there. Let's throw it to Joel now. Joel, give us some levels to lean on here, please.
2: Good morning. Uh, good morning, Spencer. Uh, we're down 13 and three quarters handles at uh, 38.67 and a quarter. Uh, we took out the low from last week. We were we were hanging green on just until about 7 o'clock, and people came in with their selling shoes on. Pre-market low, 62 and a quarter. Uh, don't have anything down there, folks. Uh, we got some lows from earlier in the March. They're closer to 38.50. We'll see if we can get down to those levels today. Uh, crude up and down up and down today's a down day down to buck 80 at 59 39 you have gold in the red by 540 it's 172780 uh silver that's going to the same way that's down 56 cents under 25 dollars uh 2467 and uh bitcoin uh we lost at 55000 support folks we're down 2340 and 52000 305 uh Triple D, I know you're doing battle there here with yeah. the market. I thought I thought yesterday was a just a really tough day, too. We had a a couple breaks and it was like, man, we're going down. And then they ripped the thing 15, 20 handles north.
0: Yeah, it's hard on a <laughs> short. I mean, you, you can say it's really hard on the longs. The shorts, it's been hard on everyone. Like, I mean, you get in here and you're thinking, okay. Um, I put on some shorts. I'm like, I can feel like we're going down, but you're right. There's ripping little rallies in there that really, you know, like even yesterday morning, we ripped it all morning and you're like second guessing yourself and you know, you just got to hold through it. Diamond hands on the short side is working right now and it it continues to work. I came in heavy short overnight. I was like, I had a feeling we're going to get follow through. I came in heavy short overnight. And usually I, I remain hedged in my overnight portfolio, but I was like, no, I'm going to come in short because I think we get hammered tomorrow. And we're up all night. We're up, you know, the entire night. And I'm like, in here at 630, and I'm like, we're up again. I'm like, all right, I'm wrong, you know. And I started covering some stuff, and the covers were just terrible timing because we, we basically puked right after I started covering some stuff. So terrible trading by me. I had the good instincts to think to go short overnight. And I screwed it up. But, you know, that happens. I mean, this is the way these markets are. Um, You're going to make good calls sometimes, and you're going to actually lose money on those good calls because, you know, you didn't hold well enough or you second guessed yourself. Usually, if you've been trading a long time, it's your initial instincts are often correct. But, I mean, this is the market we're in. You know, people haven't dealt with this before. Like, let's just set up the cues for you here. And, you know, I don't want to come on and spook everyone here. I'm just saying we've been saying this for weeks time to like be greedy was a couple months ago it's time to be protective of your capital and you know and that's what I've done you know in my own long-term portfolio I raised as much cash as I want to raise you know and you know and so now I've got you know more cash if we really start to get ugly but look at the chart of the Qs, Joel bramp the QQq Q, Q on the three month what do you see what do you see <laughs> or the four month you know which chart and when you get the four I mean, charts, I get we've
2: had, had a tremendous months. run and uh boy, I mean, I put the the um the fifty percent retracement on there, that big break, and it got through there a little bit, but then it just like three twenty five. You see one, two, three, four, five, six highs in the same area. I mean if that, I mean, for something like the Qs, the, the liquidity in there, so it just looks like you got another leg down here. I mean, you what? You're at yeah, 340 you were mm-hmm. 40 points. I mean, you take forty points off three twenty, you're talking two eighty easy here. It's just been too easy on the upside. Monthly three hundred looks like a huge number. We're three ten. I'm, you know, the expiration turn. I'm, I'm bearish for the next for the next three months. There's nothing. I mean, it's tough. It's tough to trade on the short side, but we've turned. And I think at least for three months, we, we we got a down cycle. We've been straight up for a year. And we went straight up, not for a year, Joel. we've been
0: straight up for 10 years. It's a 10 year bull market. And you know what? The bears, you know, have been trying to call top on this for a long time. Um, that cues to me looks like a head and shoulders if you oh, want to yeah. get a pattern. And you got the whole left shoulder there from January, you got the head up in February, and you got the whole right shoulder form now in March. How and about another look other at the bottom right? About- char- look at that bottom right chart. Look at the <laughs> bottom right one. You don't even see the sell-off yet. You can't even see a sell-off yet. So don't think, oh, how when's the pain gonna stop? If it gets ugly, the pain hasn't even started. If it wants to get ugly, I don't know. Maybe we're just going to come right back. You know, we still have a lot of things going for us. The Fed, you know, printing money. The printing press hasn't stopped. They're going to come and defend the market as much as they can. So it's hard to get full on bearish. But you look at that chart right there. It doesn't even look bearish yet. So you can say, okay, well, trends holding. You know, we still might as well be long stocks, and you know that might be the case. But you know, it's been such an overextended run what worries me more than the charts is and the technicals is the sentiment where you have now money flying into value and you've seen this for the last you know 2 months whether it was reddit or whatever it was but growth has been out of favor for a while and this chart this qqq chart doesn't do justice to the growth stocks this the stocks like zoom you know the stocks that you know are, are supposedly supposed to be carrying us higher These have been leading us down for a month and a half. You've had so many warnings, not just from our show, but even in the technicals about the growth names rolling over. Growth. Some of these stocks been cut in half. I mean,
2: money is still rotating,
0: and money is rotating. Oh yeah, they can. Money is rotating and keeping the spy up. I mean, that's why spy does not fall down. Yesterday, it's the you know defensive names. You had some healthcare stocks. You had. You know, Consumer Staples having a good day. You had Home Depot having a good day. I mean, it was like playing defense again the markets. But putting it all in perspective, this market has not even started selling off. It hasn't even started. If you're all growth, you're hammered. It's true. But you should never be all growth. You never want to be all type the same type of stock. This is where diversification saves you is that, you know, if you've got some, you know, value names, you've got some different names in there, those have been holding up. My overall concern is that what if they start selling everything? What if they, you know, all of a sudden decide, like, okay, well, you know, it's getting ugly when I start selling everything. You know, that's where it could get ugly. But right now, if you're sitting in SPY and saying, when is the pain going to stop? The pain never came for SPY. There's been no pain yet. You're not even in a downtrend. You're nothing in SPY. You haven't even seen a start of a sell-off in SPY. So I don't know if that can happen. I like the rotation might just keep us higher. That's why I haven't liquidated my long-term portfolio. I just raised cash because there's a lot of alarm bells still ringing. So raising cash and having some cash as a cushion right now is a good thing. Not getting all short. People say, I'm as soon as I say anything bearish, they're like, oh, some short's talking his book. I mean, I stay long <laughs> the overall market always in my long-term portfolio. Yeah, you know, I swing day trade short long, but I'm overall long the market. So you know, I'm just calling it how I see it. That you know, we have a lot of warning signs here, and the market isn't pricing any of that in yet. Growth names have been hammered, but that's the only thing that's been hammered. But you think you're safe in value? You look at a stock like Viacom when it did the last three days. Viacom, what, what, I mean, what it, the it heck
2: happened the value with that? Stock. What what the heck? What the you heck happened offering... when it went from thirty to a hundred? No, right. no, 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 I know, but the offering was eighty-five. I mean. Are, are those people just hung out to dry at 85? Dead. We said it yesterday on the show.
0: If Ugh. this thing opens under 85, everybody who did that secondary and participated in it is stuck. What happens when people are stuck? This happens. Boom. Those people who were playing that offering and said, oh, yeah, I'm going to participate. Why would and they you say, do- well, I'm not going to sell it at 84 because I don't want to lose a buck. Well, now you just lost 19 bucks. <laughs> So you got to read the tea leaves. That thing did not go over 85. It kissed it. It kissed it to the T on the high. Just a beautiful setup for a short trade. The setups are all on the short side lately. That was a beautiful setup. That was eighty-five. Crazy. I wish I would have played it. But, you know, I'm trading other things, you know. And, right. You know, you're bouncing around doing other things. I never really look back at it. But looking at it now, we talked about it on the pre-market prep show. All secondary people are caught. You have all the people caught from the previous day. It opens right, you know, just below the secondary price and tries to get up over it and it can't do it. And then they just hammered it all day. And the people who participate in that secondary just hammered on it, hammered on it. So you got to be careful. It's not always free money just buying the secondaries.
2: No, and they hit they hit Discovery on that too. I mean, yeah, that I think that, that was part of it. I think also... You know, sometimes you got uh, geopolitical concerns. You know, we were discussing this. I think before you you, you came on, uh, geopolitical concerns can hurt the market. Uh, basically, the Suez Canal right now is blocked. Spencer, you got a little bit uh little more detail on that?
1: Yeah, I don't even know how long it will take to get this thing out of there. But the Suez Canal apparently accounts for thirty percent of global container ship traffic. And if you can't go through there, you got to go around the, the uh, Cape of Africa, which takes an extra week. So, like, God only knows what the the ramifications are for all these shipping containers that are that are now being delayed. Um, but to, to Dennis's point, you know, bringing it back to 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 how to you know be actionable here, we talked about this all through the fall. All through the fall, we were in a buy the dip market. If you bought the dip last summer, last fall, you can't make your money. nine times out of ten, you made money. No, 10 out of 10. It kept going up. <laughs> nine, nine and a half times. It's 100% trade. Yeah, you buying the half, dip all the way up. Nine and a half times. We'll, we'll okay, sure. Nothing's 100%. All right. Maybe you picked all the wrong right. stock. So if you bought the dip, you made money. Congratulations. Uh, he's not saying sell all your stocks now. What he is saying is, mm, maybe this isn't a buy the dip market right now.
0: That's what he's no, saying. No, it's not. Yeah. It's a sell the rip market. Every time we get a nice rally in stocks, it's another selling opportunity. You get a rally on your earnings stock, it's a nice selling opportunity. Let's go to Restoration Hardware here this morning. This thing was just an absolute gift last night. $535. Come on. I don't give a crap what the earnings report looks like. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a crap that they blew the earnings away. What I give a crap on is you got a you got a stock market that wants to sell stocks. This thing, they're buying it up at $530. Yeah, man, it's going to $600. Yeah. What kind of environment do you think you're in? You're not in that environment anymore. You're not in Kansas anymore, you know, Dorothy. Let's you know talk where we are. We're in a start of at least a bear market in some stocks. I'm not paying 50 up $50 on any stock on earnings. Up 50 on the earnings report. It's up 25 now. In in literally, you know, not even, you know, for, you know, 6 hours or 8 hours of after hours trade. Not even any regular sessions. Already given half of it back. I mean, could it rally up? Could it do stuff? Yeah, there's going to be outliers. You know, maybe this is going to be the one that's going to continue to go. But again, selling that rip last night, somebody's up 25 points already. They're already up 25 points. So I wouldn't want to buy any stock up 50 points. Am I shorting restoration hardware here? I don't know. There's probably easier shorts out there. It did just beep. But when it's up 50? You know, that's not a bad opportunity. And if I was long it, I'd be like, thank you. I can get out of a, a stock near the all-time high right now. Any stock near the all-time high, I'm getting out. The key is to raise cash in the rallies if you're over If you're puking your guts out looking at your portfolio yesterday, you got to use the, the, the rallies to lighten up. If you're looking and you're fine with it, then you're fine with it. We very well, five years from now, might be a lot higher. But stocks aren't cheap. Don't go out there and buy in the dip, thinking, "Oh, these stocks are so cheap." They're not cheap. These stocks are some of the most expensive stocks in the history of the stock market right now. You know, we're we're comparable to nineteen ninety nine. So don't start thinking that stocks are cheap. So I think you're raising cash on rallies in individual stocks as well, using those rallies to raise cash is prudent right now, in my opinion.
2: No, I mean it's. I mean we're just like how close. I mean we're a hundred in. But we're not even 100 points off the high. So, I mean, it's oh, know, yeah. just nothing. I we mean, haven't even started. Nothing.
0: There's This isn't even a sell-off yet. Everybody's just really upset because they're all in the same names, Joel. They're all in all the, you know, and we keep saying, Kathy's been, you know, really hot. She's been hot for a couple years here. She, could she, could she be like an, uh,
2: cooled off. like an LTCM, you know, long-term capital management, if she has to puke things out? I mean, she's she, in- she bought so many stocks yesterday. Oh, she's man. not
0: even close to puking out yet. They she bought 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 stocks. She bought another million shares of Pal- Palantir yesterday. Another Jesus. million. You know, when we were getting, and this is how you can tell it's turned. When we were getting Kathy buying a million shares of Palantir, what did the stock do a month ago? Five bucks. Went up 10%. Bucks. Yeah. What is it doing this morning? The market's crickets. They're like, no, we're not going for it this time because every time you've bought those Kathy Pops, which I've been telling you, don't buy the Kathy Pops for the last three weeks. It has been a fade trade, not against Kathy. These are ridiculous moves that because somebody buys a stock, it's worth 10% more. It's not. So in normal markets, it's not. In this market, it's definitely not. So now you have people like, no, she's not even getting the pop in her stock. So when she's coming in and buying them, there's no Kathy Pops. Let's go through her stocks today. PDD sure, let's she go. bought. PDD, PD. 1.76%. Zero Kathy Pop. SDGR. Oh, that one's flat, but it's actually offered down. So it's actually still down the day. RPTX, IONS, CDXS, ADPT. Yeah,
1: they're all they're not really off. Zoom. Yeah. She
0: bought more Zoom. She can't stop buying Zoom because she doesn't care about you know how much it's the, the valuation. She's just buying growth at any cost. And if we go back into a raging bull market, you're going to be happy that you bought this stock, too. And she'll be happy as well because it's the bull market doesn't care about valuations. Bear markets do. So it all depends on where we are. But that's why, you know, I've been through a few markets before and just buying growth at any cost works very, 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 very well in a bull market. It works very, 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 very bad. In a bear market. The so one, it all depends on the type see, of market we're going into.
1: The one that I do see bid up here is Fate. She bought 136,000 shares of Fate yesterday for the ARKK. That one's bid up. Um, FAT? Yeah, F-A-T-E. No, it's offered down. It's offered down? I'm There's seeing an <laughs> a lot
0: offering it flat. Okay, all so right. it's offered $82 is offered. Nobody's lifting that offer. Eighty-one ninety-eight. dollars Okay. So uh, I, I, out of the 13 or 14 stocks, SPFR, I think, is trading higher. That's a Spac. That was out of the blue. is one of I think it was her first purchase there. Catchy actually, with a good call on that one. You know, from Spac's attack. But again, this was ten seventy last night. It's ten forty. Already giving back half the gains. I mean, Spacs are completely under attack. Um, it's hard. Like I was dumping more Spacs yesterday. Even under ten, I was dumping some of them because you know what? This gets ugly to start hammering those two. So I just think you got to have some cash. If you're on margin right now, the time to go off margin was a couple of weeks ago. If you're on margin still, I'm like, I don't know what you're doing.
2: Have you ever been on margin in your portfolio? Never, never, never. never on my long-term portfolio. No. My trading no. account, yes, yeah,
0: trading, yeah. yes. Come on. In my long-term investment account to buy on margin, um, you if you're to stay, I'm just gonna stay, okay, the market goes up always, right? So I'm gonna stay 200% invested always because that's what I can borrow. If you did that, <sighs> Over the last 25 years, you blew out your account at least twice. You blew it out in the tech bubble burst and you blew it out in 2008-2009 financial crisis when the markets fell 70%. Maybe so, less. you blew out your account twice doing that. So, you if you stay 200 percent invested, it's almost inevitable that eventually you will blow out your account. So, I don't like investing on margin for that reason. If you were just buying 100% stocks, you're up a lot of money from then. You know, the S&Ps were down, Dow was down uh, 10,000, now we're about 30,000. So you've made a lot of money if you just stayed invested, even though you had an 81% drawdown NASDAQ in in 2002, even though you had a 67% drawdown in the S&P or 55% or whatever it was during the financial crisis, you still made money because you can, tough it out. If you're on margin, you can't. You're not playing with your own money. Your account goes down 50%, market goes down 50%, you're out. It's game over. So that's why I don't invest on margin. Trading on margin, you got to yep. risk management. You got to risk management, it's discipline, getting out, cutting your losers. You know, that's what, you know, people haven't had to do. They haven't had to have any discipline because the stocks always come back. Eventually we're going to get into a market where you have to have some discipline and protect your capital. How do, you know, you were talking Spencer off the bat, you know, how do you know you know, when you're, you know, when you're on the wrong side of the trader, what do you do? I mean, you cut your losers. You cut them. Yeah. Don't worry. That's... You cut your losses. It's okay to take a loss. It's okay to have losers. People who have 95 or 97% winners in their portfolio, uh, or one, in a raging bull market, or two, they just don't cut losers, you know, or, or you know, or they don't, or 97% win rate. They just don't take their losers. So... Yeah, there's, you know, obviously in a bull market, people, you know, like I was saying in my investment account, when I looked at it back in January, you knew it was ridiculous. I had like something like 100 stocks and 98 of them were up. It was stupid. So that's not normal market. It doesn't look like that now, I'll tell you, my long-term portfolio. There's a lot of losers in there now. So, you know, I'm getting hit with you guys too. Don't just think I'm, oh yeah, I'm laughing here. My long-term portfolio gets whacked too. But if you're sitting with 30% cash, you're feeling a little bit better than you would be if you were heavily
1: invested on margin right now. And, and i remember talking about this a few months ago but it's hard not to feel like a genius when everything is going up right you're like oh i'm i'm so good at this right yeah, uh, everything's yeah. green like like there was a time it's it's not na- not now but there was a time a few months ago where i was up in everything everything everything, everything i owned i was up and i was like oh my god i'm, I'm really like, good at this I'm re- i must be amazing no it's that's never the case it's never the case it's no, never everybody was up in everything
0: right exactly Exactly. If you were a long-only investor back in January and you had your accounts, you were likely up in the majority of your stocks. Everything was making highs. Even value had come back. We were calling it the bag-holder bailout market, where stocks you were down with for years came back. I mean, just giving gifts. The market was just raining gifts. you got to take those gifts, or the market will take them for you. So, I mean, you're exactly right. There's so many people that are saying, I've never had a losing trade. You know, I, you won't believe this. You know, I, I literally have people reaching out to me saying they've never had a losing trade before. Well, it shows you, you know, we have been trading for nine months. We're in a straight up market. I mean, it's been pretty damn easy for the bulls. We're seeing some adversity here. I don't know where we're going to be two months from now or three months from now. I'm not going to make a call. We might be very well higher. This S&P is holding up tremendously well. Joel, it's yeah, tremendously it is. well. I I mean, the rotation keeps us up. There is no fear out there. Christian Fromhertz tweeting it out. There's still more call buying than put buying going on. There is no fear out there yet. So that's why people who are getting really hammered right now, I mean, it might just be getting started. It could, you know, bounce right back. And maybe this is another buy the dip opportunity and it just might be the case. But what if it is May of 9? What if it's May of 2000? What if it's July of 2007? We don't know. What if it is? Well, I want to have some cash just in case. Because we talk about the leadership.
2: Right now. You know, the thing, a lot of it was, you know, the leadership. And uh, we talk about these big stocks because they're the one that, that let us out of the gutter. Right. Uh, Apple. I mean, earnings. I mean, that pop you see. I mean, that thing was so sold- off off a great earnings report and and it hadn't been able to get off the mad uh same thing with amazon amazon didn't get up to that all-time high but it had the pop on it and the mr softy's holding up pretty well and so was google but i mean it's just the 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 big boys and we're looking i'm looking at them now and it's like and, and until those things turn now we do have earnings season starting in the next uh, what in the in middle a, of next a, month couple, right a couple weeks, it's gonna yeah. be weird because you know uh, you, you know the comparisons for a year ago but pullbacks and, th- and corrections are good in the market if you you know are deploying your assets right and th- the only thing Dennis is talking about is you know asset allocation being on margin, being able to be prepared for different circumstances. It doesn't feel, I mean, you know, look where we were a year ago. And I, I for one, would say there's no, you know, I mean, we knew you were going to get a bounce, but to do what we did, was just unbelievable. And whatever the factors are, we're not going to have a, you know, we're not going to have the same, we're going to have a a accommodative Fed, but we're not going to have the kind of Fed that we had, last year i mean rates can't go any lower people are worried about inflation so you know just don't worry about a stock and this is the, what I don't want people to do take a look at a stock like Viacom and you bought it at 30 and it went to a hundred and now it's at 66 and a half and you're like I can't sell it at 66 and a half because yeah. I'm losing $34 yeah. dollars don't look at where things are look where your cost basis is look where your original target was because if you're looking at things like from the highs, man that that could be gotta get back to the high
0: i'm not gonna sell it unless i get the absolute high
2: yeah how do i
0: get in spencer i i just was trying to get back into the chat here but i go to pre-market prep and i've had like literally a lot of emails about this too i go there now to try to get the show and it's like got some biotech you know benzinga small cap conference link. you can't even get in the pre-market prep show
1: um well if you hit Really? Like from
0: pre-market prep, you know, the thing, I cannot even right. get
1: in there right now. That, that, that's probably unique to the last cut, the last day or two because we... Uh, okay, because I had yeah, multiple complaints, like they right. can't find the show.
0: There's can't. people who can't right. find the show now. So I know you guys are doing multiple shows and stuff. It's just, you know, when our pre-market prep show, you can't get in there. It's disappointing. No, that's... So tough. if you've, you've been struggling with it today, folks, I can't find the show either. So I don't know. is going to have to figure that
1: out. Thanks for that. No, I didn't even. I wasn't even aware of that. Um, so it's literally a Benzinga biotech conference that hasn't started in right pre market. No, no, no. Thank, thanks for that. I'm gonna make, make sure I gets fixed. And I got
0: I got that email like a couple days ago too from somebody. So okay. there's definitely problems.
1: If you ever have any questions, anyone has uh, any things like like that, email us premarket at benzinga.com. All right, that go email goes to all three of us. So premarket at benzinga.com. Anything about that? Anything questions, comments, concerns? And let us know. So I do.
0: apologize. I'm not following the chat oh, today. Oh, I can't
1: you, find the show. You can always find the show by going to YouTube.com slash Benzinga. Right? The show is always going to be, if, if you go, uh, when when we're live, you go to YouTube.com slash Benzinga. The show will always be at the top. Right there. right not Maybe not the very top, but like right below that. Right? So that's where you can always find the show. Uh, okay. Benzinga.com slash pre-market prep. Oh, okay. I'm in
0: there now. 2,000 people are in here, so a few people found the right. show. It's just my stupidity. I guess I can't find it, but
1: <laughs> it wasn't on the like free market prep site. So Yeah. We'll yeah. get that fixed. Uh, okay. You. Cool. All right. Um,
2: stocks? Do want to do some individual stocks? We
1: could. I mean, yeah. To Dennis's point about the R H, the numbers are good. It doesn't matter. Uh, the same can't really... I, I guess, uh, you know, you look at like Darden, right? And that's up this morning. we going up and you know, look at KB Homes, which is down. But let's go to Darden here because that one's actually up, oh, oh, man, up oh, man. Big this morning. Uh, you know, the earnings were this morning. You know, the numbers are what they are. There's an EPS beat, a sales beat. Uh, as far as guidance, that was above estimates for EPS and for sales. They announced a $500 million buyback. So they basically had good numbers across the board plus the buyback. And the stock is up. The question is, do you chase it up here? No.
0: No, you don't chase stocks up $7 in bear markets. You sell them when stocks are up $7. I don't know. Markets.
2: How is this stock making a new all-time high? What How is, what, stupid
0: is this market? What like, is you the, know and I'm cast? ranting. But, you know, you got SeaWorld sitting up here at all-time highs. Like, we're, we're close to it. I mean, the parks aren't even bloody open yet. Or if they are, you know, not. they're not going to be full. like they were. Is that a all-time high for SeaWorld?
2: I think $50. so.
0: $50. This is the stupidest market I've ever seen in my life. So stupid. Stupidest market. You know, Disney all-time highs because we got Disney Plus. Yay, $200. I mean, the parks are half full, you know? Like, there's still problems here. we still got a pandemic going on out there. Yes, the vaccine's coming. Yeah, you know, maybe it's going to be this raging. Everybody's going to go do their stuff. But, I mean, there is gifts galore out there everywhere. Darden restaurants, too. I mean, this is Olive Garden. So, you're telling me... That Darden Restaurants and Olive Garden is now in better
1: shape than it was before the pandemic. That's what you're telling me. Well, it's in- interesting you are bringing that up because maybe, um, and, and we can s- still stay on Darden, but uh, Rite Aid is the same thing, right? You And Rite Aid gave guidance, and they basically were like, oh, we're going back to losing money this year. Rite Aid made money last year, and they're like, oh, no, we're going to go back to losing money this year. Right. So it's, like the same, it's the same question, right? Rite Aid, Darden and Restaurants, are they really in a better spot now than they were before the pandemic? Mm, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> this market is so disconnected from
0: reality. That's the problem. And if reality hits, these stocks are all significantly lower. I don't know if reality is going to hit, though. And that's why I'm not all cash. That's why I'm not short this market. Because I don't know if we're at the point of reality. Eventually, reality does hit, though. I don't know if that time is now. If it's we're in the process of it, or if we're just going to go back into a raging bull market again. I can't fight a Fed that prints in in you know money, and I can't fight the inflation, which could inflate stocks as well. So you know, it's it's hard to just go short stocks. But again, here's another opportunity: Darden Restaurants. If you got a po- pile of Darden Restaurants and you bought this. I mean, you've been given—you know—this stock got down. We all thought everything was going under twenty-six dollars was just maybe stupid too. But you know, you bought this at seventy or eighty when you're thinking you're getting past it. I mean, it's been a fantastic run. This like feels like a ring the register opportunity I, I to too. Know.
2: I know. I, I mean, you're trading up here, just under one forty-one. What's this? What's this sneaky high right here? That's just over one forty. 140. Ooh, one forty-one thirty-five. That you, that's a, your three-day high right there. Keep an eye on that, folks. You don't get to that one forty one thirty five or even a little better setup would be. It's like they run this to like 142. You know, they open it at 140 and a half. They jam it to 142, and then they come back down through that area. So there's a possible setup for Darden, And if you're looking for like a, a trap door in this thing, it's staring you right in the face. Look at these lows. The low from yesterday, 134. I'll give you the exact number. What was the low from yesterday? Low from yesterday, 133.77. You got a low right here at 134. Another low at 133.80. Need I say more? And a lot of charts look like that. They went up. They came down. They're sitting on support. And the longer you hang out in the support area, the more chances are going That's what happened to last week's low. Uh, you know, we just... Too much. Just leaning on it too much. S&Ps are getting off the mat as we speak. Oh, yeah. you know, well, the, the rotation will keep us higher. Well, There's stocks well, we also, trying to go
1: higher. We also got a couple of data points out. The final Q4 GDP revision, GDP rose 4.3%. All right! In Q4. Uh, and we got jobless claims for last week, which was came in better than expected, below estimates, right? Only... I say this, only... 684,000 people filed for unemployment last week compared to a 730,000 estimate in the prior week of 770,000. So only 684,000 people filed for unemployment. Better than expected. GDP revised slightly upward. That may account for what you're seeing in the S&Ps over the last few minutes or so. But, yeah, I mean, still still a mess. Still a mess. this
0: just, uh, but the S and P's are so resilient. The S and P's are the opposite of a mess. I'm so impressed with the S and P, and this makes me want to just be like, you know, like an S and P investor. I own a pile of spy in a long-term I, portfolio because I'm not a long-term money manager. I'm a short-term money manager, and I can't pay attention to it. So the majority of my long-term wealth is indexed. You know, and people say, "Oh, that's dumb." Well, yeah. If you had a full-time job just managing your portfolio, I have a full-time job day trading. So I can't worry, you know, continuously about that. So, you know, I do work with the indexes. But the SPY has done exactly what it should do. I mean, the diversification of the SPY has kept this index better than any of the other ones.
2: That's, it's my largest, by far my largest. It, I it's it's, it's unbelievable. Like
0: you. It's you, unbelievable how well it has held up. And with the carnage that's happened in growth, SPY has been unbelievably held up well. And that's just the rotation helping it. I mean, you got stocks like Procter & Gamble been going straight up for a month. So that helps. You know, that's right in there and that helps. You know, despite, you know, like obviously you can see the market's playing defense there. Utilities have started coming back off the mat. They were dead back in the beginning of March and it started to move too. So... I mean, the diversification of spy is really where, you know, if you're a spy investor and you're down 2%, you're like, what are all these
1: guys complaining about? I know. know. It's not there. That, That kind of pisses me off, though. Like okay, don't act like other oh, people aren't getting smoked. All right, if you're if you're someone like oh, I don't see the I don't see a bear market. I'm in spy. Oh, there's a whoa, <laughs> <laughs> like, what, get, get, okay. Get off your get off your spy horse. All right, don't <laughs> no get, or maybe you should get off the spy
0: horse. No, because then I don't to really have to worry. worry.
2: Like you, dentist, you, you, you buy so many horse. stocks. You buy so many. I'm like, I I've been so nervous. You look at. I mean, you you just. I mean, you're better. You're you're you you got your CFA, you got your you know your different a- indicators and stuff. But for me, I'm like, I can't beat the market. I just can't, I, and that's why. Oh, yeah, it's just too hard. It's too hard to beat, Mister. Really State. easy
0: in the last six months. You're just in some growth name, and you're like, why would I? Why would I go and spy and making ten
2: percent a year when I can make ten percent a day in some small cap stock right. that's flying? I almost feel like just buy buying an AT and T. That's what I feel like doing. Uh,
0: that's what that's I, I, stock I... is this kind of stock that could get bought, I mean, still. But yeah. again, I just don't know if we start rolling over on everything yet. So that's why I'm like, I'm just sitting with cash right now. I don't think you got to be running and like throwing and you're missing out. It, you know what? This might be an opportunity to put some growth. If, but again, I said this the other day and I'll say it again. If you are a sitting with all value names and no growth, time to reallocate too. This is all time to reallocate because growth's been hammered. There is some growth stocks. There's still the valuations are nuts to me, so that's why I'm not buying them. But there are some growth <laughs> names that are off, you know, 60 percent from the highs. I mean, look at Fastly. This was a hundred and twenty dollars a month ago. It's sixty three bucks. It's sixty three dollars. I mean, if you think, you know, you know, again it's valuation for me, that's why I don't buy it. But if you think growth is gonna come back in a the favor, there's a lot of stocks on sale. I buy it,
2: he's I he's buy buying it. all
0: these things. She I thinks growth is coming back and it might. She might be right. She bought more SE. She hadn't bought SE in a long time. This is a stock, you know, we've talked about lots in the show. It was one of Ooh. the best trading stocks last year. Oh, it broke that monthly trend line. Where was I? Holy mackerel. It got hammered, you know, for oh. $90 in the last month. It's off 30%.
2: That's not hammered. Murphy. I wish I would have put the data in on that, but this thing <laughs> is. <didn't. laughs> Hindsight Capital. Hey, where's our buddy Buck? How's Buck he doing? Here? Buck is here. How's
0: We're all insane in here. All right. let's, let's hey here. guys,
3: Buck, how are you?
0: Good, good. How are Buck, you? Going? Buck likes all the markets. You know what's good about Buck is he's always smiling. You know, even
3: if Buck's <laughs> losing money, I bet he smiles. You always <laughs> got a good smile on your face, but I like Well, him, You know, Buck. you're you're always gonna lose some money there, aren't you? <laughs> you no, know, it's, it's just numbers, right? That's really yeah, the we have our, we, we, yeah. we have our good days and our bad days. It's just a matter of clawing our way back, right? <laughs> That's all you gotta do. you're gonna fight out, you know you're gonna be in trouble
0: some days and you're gonna be in you not having good days. some sometimes you can't do anything wrong. sometimes you can't do anything right. But if you can find yeah. a way to smile on those really bad days, you know, I, Dennis, I just still have to figure that out after
2: 20 years. But. Dennis, you're the best when you're losing money. You got the best attitude. You Forget know, you, you laugh when you're getting killed on stuff, and you you got a great attitude. I, I, don't, I don't know about that. They do. Well, you were a little snippy <laughs> yesterday, but that's okay. I don't mind. I mean, you can be snippy every once in a while. But, Buck, what should we do? Buy the dick?
3: On, well, I, you know, I, I think you guys kind of have it have it right. I mean, we're in the middle of a, uh, a pretty nasty bear market on the stay at home tech stocks, right? I mean, I mean, tell my uh, wife that. You know,
2: tell my wife that.
3: I mean, I mean these these things. I mean, it's a it's a very ugly market. It's like you know for the tech, you know, and stay especially stay at home tech, not for the big tech, but like the Microsofts, like you said. But the stay at home tech is in a pretty nasty bear market. There's no doubt about that. And uh, it's it's kind of interesting when you see the S and P is holding up, and that's why the VIX doesn't move to the upside. There's no protection by buying the VIX, you know, for the uh, by being, you know, with this bear market. That's uh, very, very uh, good point. Very back.
1: good on the VIX. Yeah, that's a great, yeah. great point on the VIX there. Um,
3: yeah, so you've got really got a bifurcated market, and it's, um, you know, if you're in tech, it's dangerous. But there are some ways to play it. I've I've found, you know, every time you get a hype on any of these tech stocks. So I've I've been using the buttons on our system for like the broker rating changes or, and we're getting ready to put in a global broker rating chain, so anything that's getting a broker broker rating change, you can pull it up, whether it's on your screen or not. Um, And when those things get pops and they're green, and if it's a technology stock like Adobe yesterday, or or, uh, apps, you know, uh, digital turbine, those were great shorts in the morning when they were green, you know, and you could have done really well. Anytime I see arc green right now, hold on just one second. They're anytime I see arc green and we've had a little bit of a rally and it's flat, you know, flattening out on the open and not, you know, it's just kind of. Up and against it high and can't make it through. I short so,
1: so so that here's a great example. Here's a great example of what Buck's talking about this morning, all right? Cisco, which got upgraded Goldman Sachs, and AMD, which got upgraded, smaller from Northland. AMD is giving it back. Cisco is not yet.
3: Yeah, Cisco Cisco's
1: not in that stay-at-home,
3: you know, okay, like fair. Cisco is in the value C- like trade that Cisco.
1: value tech. Fine.
3: Fine. <laughs> but right. still, well, tech
1: upgrade up. Fade moves was my point. Um, yes. Okay. Yeah.
3: So that's 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 essentially what we've been doing, and uh, and it works pretty well. And until this market changes, you know, if I'm playing technology, that's where I'll play it. I'm not. Uh, you can't. You can't buy it. You can't buy these standalone tech stocks because, you know, you can't buy and hold in that in this uh, this environment in that specific group. So is you there
1: really, is there anything that you are buying? We we know you're fading. Stay at home stocks when they're up. Is there anything you are buying or are you just? You're... Well,
3: I still own the green box, you know, and that's, whole, that's held in there up yesterday and the day before. It's just kind of basing out here, but there's not, you know, that's, that's a stock that's not owned by many people yet, right? Is, it?
1: is that GBOX? What is that? Yeah, green box, GBOX. Where,
3: that, that was a SPAC, right? Or... No, it was not. It was not actually. It was a um, pink sheet that went uh, went to the NASDAQ. Oh, he's, Okay. So And I wouldn't touch the SPACs. Yeah. I mean, SPACs are on a SPAC attack.
2: New <laughs> yeah. lows. Just new low here, folks. We're on the lows of the pre-market session. And, 38, and, 1650.
3: and something that everybody should be concerned about, you know, the S&P has not turned. Um, the, the overall market has not followed the NASDAQ down. The question is whether it will. Um, I heard yesterday. I heard an interview from one of the senators saying that uh, they are looking at a $5 trillion infrastructure bill that is full of pork and full of taxes. $5 trillion. Okay, so you know, and, and I saw saw an interesting stat today on on uh, corporate taxes. You know, if corporate taxes go to 25%, we make about they make about 500 billion. Every ten years, five hundred billion. Every ten years, going to twenty-five percent, twenty-eight percent. They make eight hundred billion. That means to pay to pay off. You're talking about two hundred years to pay off this debt.
0: They're never paying it off. Yeah,
3: never paying it off. Does this this come on? so, so, So my point, my point is, be careful. (laughs)
2: <laughs> who does needs infrastructure like
0: is it like you know d- d- like i mean we just keep digging the hole we were saying oh yeah we didn't want to go over 20 trillion now it's approaching 30 trillion does it matter at this point in time does it eventually come no. in like you know like we're just going to an eternal bear market because we've laden ourselves with so much debt i mean imagine if the u.s and you know canada for that matter too is the same thing and europe the same thing imagine if they were a corporation like you know what Sold. would Would you be an investor as they just keep laying on, you know, laying on more debt, laying on more debt, and laying on more debt?
3: No way. You wouldn't. Right.
0: I I don't think so.
3: And, and, And government doesn't care. It's like, you know, it's just out of control. So eventually, you know, this might catch up with this. Who knows? I don't think anybody really knows what. But I think eventually the policies and the debt catch up with growth. You know, and right now we're you know, we've got massive stimulus. That's temporary. Yeah. Pick up your pipe, pipe, take a hit, and wow, that feels pretty good now. But let's let's wait about four hours from now. <laughs> and uh, you know, so it's yeah. Joel's yeah. <laughs> got it, right? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Come on. So eventually, you know, that wears off. And what's interesting about this market is even with all the stimulus, the market's not going up.
1: So, Buck, is there anything that you actually like got out of long term last week?
3: Yes, yeah, you know, I, I got out of, uh, I trimmed out of, you know, I, I'm way out of the uh, all of the um, uh, Bitcoin, you know, stocks. I've been out of those. Mara Riot, um, you've gotten out of all those. Uh, yeah, I got out of those around 60, 60 bucks. You know, I got out of Can in the mid twenties. Um,
2: Where's the buy the dip in Bitcoin? That's what we want to know.
3: There's- yeah, and that, and I'm, and I'm, I've sold and gotten a little bit defensive on Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. Um, cause I don't like the way that's, that's a sloppy trade also right now. And who knows whether it follows the NASDAQ down. Um, you know, I, I don't have, uh, in in the areas where we've got longer-term portfolios, I'm looking for ways to collar. You know the VTI's and the, and the explain STIs. that
2: explain yeah. that, Buck. Explain the collar.
3: Yeah, so you you sell a sell a call and you buy a put, um, and essentially you do it on the on the exterior of the of the strike of the current strike, and so you essentially use the, the sell of the call to pay for the the put, and it's a pretty good way of hedging. Your position, um, depending how, upon how close you come into the actual you know, price of that, where the stock is trading, um, you know, and so you know, anytime you do that kind of stuff, it's a little bit expensive, but the collar is less expensive. Um, selling futures against the portfolio, you know, uh, but they they haven't done as well, and buying the VIX, which does nothing. You know, until the S&P. Is really
2: yeah. yeah, I've never been, I don't know, I just, I don't know, but my is it- fix is is the S&P futures and the average daily ranges yeah. and man, I can remember when to. 150 200 you know those crazy ranges and yeah. then you know we calmed down and then on the way up then we just got we got tighter and tighter and tighter we still including the overnight range uh you know it's still coming out today is uh uh 50 uh, 60 handles but it it's it's really hasn't exploded yet i think that's when you really get worried like the action exactly. yesterday the action yesterday just to me just not good. I mean, and no, I don't no, you,
3: can, take- you, you can't. You can't. You can't hold your head up. There's not been a rally that's been able to hold its head up in the Nasdaq. No, and, and it's really sloppy. Like every time, and the Dow fought, had fallen it down. You know, up three hundred and, followed the Nasdaq down. I mean, it closed flat on the day, but it couldn't hold up, right? Um, so the market action just does not. It doesn't look healthy.
2: What about? Um- uh, what about GME? You buying the dip in GME?
3: No, I never trade GME.
2: <laughs> it went down off there. earnings. Can you believe that?
3: Yeah, what yeah. a shocker! I would, yeah. you know, I would like to, have, I would have liked to have shorted it into the earnings. I did look at the puts, but they were pretty expensive. Oh yeah, very, very. They, expensive. They were, I'm sure they just sucked the premium out of those the second. What premium.
2: about the financials, Buck? I mean they they've had a great run. The Bank of America got almost near forty dollars. Mm. All predicated on a higher interest rates coming, which Jerome says no. What do you think about something Uh, like a J.P. Morgan? I mean, that has just had an incredible run. Now it's pulling back, is it?
3: Yeah, they've had incredible runs, and they put they were pulling back. You know, I missed it. You know, I I was in Citicorp down around uh, forty bucks, and uh, didn't hold the position, Um, and that that was a mistake. You know, so at, at this juncture. You no, know, I think the financials have had a big move. Just like you know, when I was on your show the other day, um, I was in, in Dow, I was in Deer, um, and I was in Cat. And, and that day, I think it was either it was one of the I think it was Deer that uh, was up like eight bucks or something, and it came down and closed like down on the day. And at that point, I'm like, okay, that's it. And I I, I took all those off for a small small gain. Um, so you know, I don't know where they go from here. You know, it, it, the question is: does does the market follow the Nasdaq, or does the Nasdaq start to uh, base out? And um, you know, these lead historically these leading stocks lead the market, but who knows? They're not. Know, the well, they're it, not. Does the market follow the,
1: they're, they're, does follow, the S&P? Does follow the Nasdaq? Does it follow the S and P? Does it go sideways yeah. does it go down? That's the yeah. question. Buck yeah. Andrews is the co founder of Inform. The link uh, is up on the screen inform.info, I N 4 M dot info. Buck, always a pleasure. We'll talk to you again next, Thanks, Buck. Yeah,
3: hey, look, good, good talking to you guys. All right.
1: Uh, uh, We've got a couple did, questions. I'm oh, sorry, Joe, go ahead.
2: Just we did the old undercut the low and rally, uh, 16 a okay. quarter, you went to 59. I'm relying on numbers from the pivot point formula now since. I don't have any of my real support down until closer to 30, 47. But a little bounce here. A little bounce off that 59 low. Go ahead, Spence. We've got a couple questions about Tesla today. Tesla, Um, Tesla, Tesla. Tesla. Seems like people want to draw a line in the sand at like 600. Don't draw any lines in the sand because they keep (laughs) getting tickets. (laughs) There's not. This is going to test the 540 low. As, I mean, that's I think really it could too. yeah,
0: yeah. Go on the I mean, long-term chart on Tesla. Go look at it.
1: Like bring it up. Yeah, people forget that Tesla moved sideways for five years, or not sideways. It was range-bound for five years. That's. That, I mean. I mean,
0: but I'm just saying, we were all seventy dollars in March. Yeah, maybe that got you know a little bit you know dumb to the downside. But you know, one hundred and thirty-nine, one hundred and fifty dollars in May. We're six hundred and thirty. The stock is still up 300% from what yeah. it was one year ago. It's, you know, had an awesome run. There's still a lot of profits sitting in there. So could this come off another $200 and still be expensive? Absolutely. So I don't know if it's going to, maybe, you know, it's just going to be $3,000 like Kathy Wood says, but right now the tape is not looking nice on Tesla either. So again- you No, know, it's, you know, it's gone down.
2: It's gone down. 70 points. Oh, no, it's gone down 90 points since that day that she... uh It almost got to 700 that day. I you talked know, she, about well, it. Well, she
0: popped at 40. Her call, her influence popped at 40 points. That was another gift for the shorts. It really was.
2: I mean, is that going to be... I mean, if she... Ever has to puke this stuff out, man. That's gonna be the day. That is I don't know. Be... if She's
0: gonna like they just keep throwing money at her, so it's I hard hope she's to say buying
2: puts or doing something. No, know she's or just she's
0: just... just buying stocks, Joel. Look, again, we were talking about the stocks she bought. It's all high risk, high, high multiple. Zoom U S E Palantir. She's going down with the ship. Like, you know, um, if, if the gross ship goes down, she's gonna go down, she's gonna be the anchor on. So I don't know if the growth ship's going down. It's it's obviously got taken on some water here. But, you know, there's still, you know, we got the Fed that's probably going to bail it out. So it's hard to completely bet against Kathy. It's hard to completely bet against, you know, growth. So I'm not coming in here telling you to short Tesla. But there is no way she's getting off the growth bandwagon. She's not coming in all it's, of a sudden become no, a value no, investor. No, she's not. She's going, not gonna going with what she's going with. If growth continues to, you know, she's going to do very well. If, um, you know, if the market turns, if the market goes into if we're in 2000 or if we're in 2007, either of those two years, if we're at the start of that, she's going to get hammered. But we don't know. I I don't know. Maybe we're like in 1997. You know, we we had the Asian currency crisis back in 97. Remember that, Joel? And they were hammering stocks, hammering them. And it was over. The bull run was over. And. Then it went up for three straight years after that. So the stocks were expensive in 97. It didn't matter. They continued to get more expensive. They hammered them down 20, 30%. You know, some, 97 was an ugly year, that Asian currency crisis for stocks. I can remember the Dow falling like 500 points in one day. When And then you think, oh, what's 500 points? Well, the Dow was like 7,000 then. So that was like a pretty good hammering. You know, that'd be like, you know, obviously like a 2,000 point down day or more or So, so. Just stay diversified. Not all growth. A little bit of value, a little bit of growth, a little bit of dividend income. That's always been the long-term recipe for success. Look look who's laughing right now. Berkshire Hathaway. I mean, that's just, you know, Warren Buffett approach has just worked for, for, for forever. And he stays diversified. He doesn't pay crazy prices for stocks. He does well in bull markets. He holds up well. He, he does okay in bull markets, but he holds up very well in bear markets. Held up pretty
2: well. Burke's held up pretty well. Yeah, yeah, it's got that. It's kind (laughs) of the
1: Warren Buffett approach is still the best. And this is like you feel like such a downer when, like, all through the second half of last year, you're like, guys, the party won't always be this fun. It won't always be this fun. And everyone's like, dude, you're being a downer. Stop. But but then the time always comes. So, Uh,
0: well, I I take so much heed if I'm, you know, saying anything bearish, like, why are you so negative? Yeah. Why are you so negative, Dennis? Why are you so negative? You're the
2: positive
0: bear market. <laughs> just because you're bearish doesn't mean you're negative. There's a big difference between being negative and being bearish. And yeah, maybe I'm negative. You know, I'm negative in a lot of things. I'm probably more negative than positive. I probably should be a more positive person. Anybody I needed to go take a course on that. But, but, um, you know, but, but, but there are some very positive bears out there. I bet you if we bring Jeremy Newsom on the show here right now, Jeremy short stocks, and there's nobody more positive than Jeremy Newsom. He went so, cash. He's heavy cash too. He's heavy cash, and he's probably short some stocks too. That guy is just a good trader and he reads the tape really well. So, you know, but he'll be talking
1: bearish on stocks. It doesn't mean he's negative. There's a big difference. Sometimes I feel like the soundtrack is making a call up or down. I feel like the uh the soundtrack to Dennis's life is
2: <laughs> just
1: <laughs> him around wherever he goes <laughs> oh well, whatever it's okay no okay <laughs> um for those who care about such things uh maybe keep an eye on facebook twitter and google today all three ceos are testifying in front of congress about misinformation i don't think that anything that what comes out of that could it will overpower the general market sentiment but you never know so, I would, I would, uh, again, if you care about such things, Facebook, Twitter, Co- and Google today in front of Congress. Uh, question about Roku in chat, the pre market or the ben- Benzinga.com chat. Uh, who was it here? Uh, bull for trading, it thinks Roku is at a key level. You guys want to? Yeah, look. Yeah,
2: Got a hold. Let's it is at a key level. level. Oh, man. I'll say it's it at just about the key level. Yeah, what are you talking about here? Three
0: eleven. That chart looks like it's going to two hundred bucks. I'm not joking. I think that stock could be a two hundred dollars stock. That's an ugly chart, man. I'd sell any rally in Roku. Any rally. It wasn't rallying in the last. It didn't rally when the queues were rallying. It was struggling. The multiple—it's ridiculous. That, it, and you know what else pisses me off on the Roku? Here, I'll be negative for you because you guys all want me to. Be negative. <laughs> I, I got this Roku. Yeah. I bought I had two. I got the one and I'm like all of a sudden I can't get um you know, I can't get the Wi-Fi. And I'm like, well it says I have a poor Wi-Fi signal, but I go to my cell phone and I'm full bars right beside it. Uh-huh. So then I go and I'm looking, you know, online in the forums. I'm like, what the hell's wrong with my Roku? There's a whole bunch of people complaining about them that they burn out after because they run really hot. And the little Wi-Fi, you know, whatever it is, I don't know. The stuff. Do you have a Roku device,
1: or is it built into your TV?
0: No a device, the little like add-on device. I have one in my one. I have one smart TV that does it too, but I hadn't needed a Roku for the older TV. Interesting. So, but it, anyways, there's a whole bunch of people complaining about it, and I was like, oh, that's exactly it. They say, yeah, it'll work. And my Roku, if I put it right beside my router, it works fine. But as soon as I get about six feet from my router, now it doesn't work anymore. They're like, yeah, you need a new Roku. I was like, this thing breaks after a year and a half. About a year and a half ago. And they're like, yeah, they run really hot. That's what somebody was saying. They run really, really hot. And some of them actually do break fairly quickly. Somebody's saying planned ops lessons. You know, I don't know if that's the case or not. But, you know, it's disappointing. I was very disappointed. I was like, well, maybe I need a different product, you know, that they're going to break after a year and a half. Maybe I just got a lemon. I don't know if anybody else has had that experience with the Roku either. Uh, Somebody else just said they've had the same thing happen. Um, But that's disappointing. After a year and a half, they're basically just, you know, the, the people on Roku say, yeah, you need a new Roku. So I buy this product for 50 bucks, and now it's it's broken after a year and a half because it burned out.
2: All uh, right. That's disappointing. Uh, I'll <laughs> just say, for I mean, it's on the lows of the pre-market session, and I see… It's what is typically- it? Yeah, taking out the daily low here. I just go to my monthlies here, and I, I'm thinking if if you're buying it here at 311, then you better stomach it down to 273.79. I mean, that, that's a monthly low, but look at all these, oh man, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine candles of green. I mean, and that's just one of red. Look what it would have had this. This had kind of faked you out. It went green, red, green, green, and then red, red, red. But this could have another two months of downside. Easily see that two seventy three, or you can even figure a retracement in there. So um, I don't know. I, did it get downgraded today, or it's just going down with the market? Uh, going down with the ship. Uh,
1: I think it's going down with the
2: ship. All right, let's do. Uh, I, this guy's asking for pen and. Um, boy oh boy i that that s&p top high i don't know if oh,
0: all yeah. right if that's uh, not the top that the, they'll look back at that and say the day that got out of the s&p was the all-time
2: the high. day they announced it
0: the day yeah. they announced it. Yeah.
2: yeah the day they announced that that was yeah. not-
0: we warned that day Stocks. you did you did that was a good I just quantitative numbers on it that a lot of i'd say the majority of stocks got out of the s&p do not go up that's been the last five years. Tesla was a different animal, but we talked about the arbitrage effects. You know, it's coming out from a uh, bigger component or a smaller else. index to yeah. a smaller component of the big index. There's a net sell. So you can't just automatically assume they go up. PNN, let's look at them. PNN, down 30% since the SP or 25%. And again, market effects to a certain extent. Caesar, straight down. GNRC, basically straight down from there. NXPI, which had a different. Um, has held up a little bit better, but again, market effects on this to a certain extent too, but they don't go necessarily go straight up just because they get out of the S&P. So if you, if you think that, stop thinking that. It's, right. it's, um, no, it's there's no quantitative numbers to prove that.
1: Last thing, this, this coherent uh, bidding war is over. The board has accepted the uh, proposal from IIVI. So here's your numbers, Dennis, if you care about such things. Sure. Coherence being bought for 220 a share in cash plus 0.91 shares of IIVI, so 220 plus 0.91 shares of IIVI. That's your that's your fair value for for where COHR should trade.
0: 0.91. Okay, I'll write that on sheet. Thank,
1: Thank you. you. Yep. All right. And on that note, that's going to be a wrap for us. So everyone, please remember that all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or training and advice. Today's show is also, once again, sponsored by inform.info. Go to in4m.info to learn more. That um, URL is up on the bottom of the screen right now. Uh, Biotech Conference, day two is today, so this stream is going to end. It'll redirect you automatically to that. We'll be back for at the At The Close show. Until then, uh, everyone smash that like button. I, a lot of people in chat saying they love the show. They love the show. Show us some love via the like button please and thank you joel i'll see you later everyone else i'll see you later as well I'll see you at the biotech conference and uh good luck in your trades and we'll see you at 3 30 for out the close.